You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 225, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, accept where you are today. There is no shame for you are here today because of yesterday and your tomorrow is full of opportunity to become who you were meant to be. Joining me on today's show is Jessa Nowak. Jessa is an author of The Antitude Antidote, a whole life overhaul 21 day devotional. Now this devotional will help readers, so will help you to transform your life and relationships through character enrichment. Now, Jessa loves to inspire others to be better, a better form of themselves through her candid writing, and you'll find her over at www.inwealthandhealth.com. Now, specifically on today's show, Jessa is going to share reactions are paramount. Perspective is everything. Forgiveness is not an act. It is an attitude. She's also going to talk about how hardships in life, well, they're actually for our benefit. It develops character and provides opportunity for growth. And there's beauty and opportunity in the struggle. That's if we are willing to seek that. She's also going to talk about how maturity is, even when prodded, the ability to control our emotions and speak with love. Self-control, the ultimate answer to any negative situation. So welcome to the show, Jessa. Thank you for having me. Oh, look, you are so very welcome. Take us to the time where you started creating or writing your devotional, and I'll just repeat the name of it, The Attitude Antidote, The Whole Life Overhaul 21-Day Devotional. How did you come up with that idea to write a devotional? Um, actually, I began blogging uh, about four and a half years ago when my first daughter was about nine months old, and I was staying home. Uh, from work and so I needed a creative outlet <laughs> so I actually started blogging and um, uh, being a dietitian a lot of it was nutrition based but I had this strong urge to uh, write about faith as well so um, and that kind of merged into uh, kind of character posts and so one of them uh, was an attitude post and it actually did very well um, like if you Google how to get rid of an attitude, that's that's me. So <laughs> apparently um, people are also having issues with controlling their attitude. And so um, I wrote a couple posts on that. And um, over the years, it just has been strangely successful. And um, I really felt a calling to um, dive deeper into uh, having God help people with that because um, the blog posts were sprinkled in with Bible verses, but it wasn't uh, so heavily um, focused on Bible-based stuff. It's more for the broad audience. And so I really felt the need to um, hone it in on Jesus because that's 
who's really going to help us make big changes. Yes, I love that. And I love the way that you've um, identified one of the key things so many business owners or entrepreneurs or even potential authors and writers, they miss. They don't realize the significance in monitoring and seeing how does that particular topic land. And as you said, you it got so much response that you thought, wow, I need to speak more in, into that. So a great lesson for us. Monitor what we're writing and what we're, uh, what we're finding is really engaging with people and that could really be an area that we can continue to blog and, and write about. Let's talk about reactions then. You say they are paramount, which is absolutely so important. How we react and respond to something can determine how that relationship is built and, and so on. So share some more insights around this. No, absolutely. I mean, no matter who we are, where we work, if we work from home or we have our own business or, you know, me right now, I'm a stay at home mom. And so reactions are huge. You know, um, it's like if my daughter comes to me and, you know, she's whining about this or that, it's, you know, you can react with grace and love and understanding or, you know, unfortunately, if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and unfortunately have an attitude in the morning, haven't had my coffee yet or whatever it may be, you know, I might snap at her and it's, it's all in your reactions. And honestly, it's what I've learned, especially with my husband is it's how you react on a day-to-day -day basis that, um, really sets the tone for the entire day with our relationship. And so, um, whether that's with people at home, like relationships or people in the office, if you're, um, a manager and you, you know, you've got employees doing things that, you know, you've just done an in-service on and they're, you know, <laughs> not doing what they should be doing. Um, people are going to really, they just look for your reaction on everything. So, um, I really do think that being in control Mm -hmm. is um, so important. Yes. So perspective is everything you say, and I think so too. I mean, sometimes if we take a step back and just think about, all right, how are we going to respond to this, can really determine what we say, even the expression on our face, because sometimes the expression on our face doesn't quite match what comes out of our mouth. And I've learned over time that it's actually the expression on your face that's going to get much more response out of the person to whom you're communicating with. So talk a little bit about this. What are, And maybe there's some Bible verses that you've really lent into and, and really you know dive deep into that's given you some insights on how do we understand perspective? How do we really approach this? Share a little bit more about this. Um, you know, it's when we have like my my largest um challenge in life right now um is my attitude and it's waking up every day and choosing to react with grace it's choosing to have a perspective of understanding and love and so it's all in the morning mindset and that's why i feel like starting each morning with god mm -hmm. and with yourself in a quiet spot not picking up your phone, not checking emails, not starting work right away, but starting the day to set a great perspective for life and for that day is so important. And honestly, um, actually writing the book has, has helped me so much because that's when I would 
uh, do most of my writing is early in the morning. I had to wake up before my two kids. And so uh, my day was set with reading the Bible and um, like focusing on my attitude because I'm writing about it. So um, it really, really, really helped to really just set the tone for the day because if you don't if you just dive in and you're you know you're looking at your facebook or you're pulling up emails and there's issues with work or there's issues with you know other people then it's just going to set the tone off and then you're honestly you know it's your attitude's going to be thrown off all day long and your reactions are not going to be full of love and Mm -hmm. you're just people are going to say you know you woke up on the wrong side of the bed so it's just it takes a daily daily focus yeah I think it's important particularly for those of us who are caretakers of young ones if I think back I mean my youngest is now 22 nearly 23 but if I think back um, they are demanding of your time and it's not that you can say well you go and sit there for a little while and they're they're at you if they if their needs are not being met and just if they had an off button that would be fabulous but that's right how you start your day for me is really important too and I think I'm often reminded even now if I get up a little bit later if I don't have that quiet time even if it's just 10 minutes sitting with a cup of coffee in silence that really sets me up for the day and if I do get distracted for one reason or another towards mid-morning it's like I just feel off I don't know what it is I think ah I didn't have that time of reflection reading the Bible spending some time in prayer and I think once you recognize that you can schedule that into your time is really important and make sure you get an opportunity to to do that. Is that what you found too now? Even if you've got to get up a little bit earlier, it's still going to give you that time where you can just settle in, get your mindset right before you then start to turn on the switch of mum and and have to obviously take the care of your your children. No, honestly, I think that truly is one of the keys to changing your attitude and throughout the day because it just it literally it sets your entire day if you wake up and you're thrown into life you have no time to to focus on what's really important and it just it makes all the difference in the world so I really found that like you said 10 minutes 20 minutes whatever even if it's five it really does make a difference and I know like my husband he um he's a sleeper so it's like he was really adverse to trying it but um he said that when he when he actually does it it really makes a big difference yeah sure does sure does I still remember mornings where we were rushing and I had three three that were under five and one of them we went to school and sometimes I would drop her off at school I remember going quick get out of the car because there was no car spots and I mean I look back and I think oh that was so awful here's this little five-year-old who could have said stop and said have a lovely day and said you know the other two were, were screaming in the back of the car but you're so true when you feel centered and you've had that time the rest of the day can certainly unfold even if challenges do happen which I know they they do you just have that um that time that you've been able to center let's talk about forgiveness is not an act it's an attitude you know one of the things that I heard and I just completely disagree with it you know when people have said you know saying sorry which is around forgiveness or asking for forgiveness shows a sign of weakness but I I believe actually the opposite if you are able to approach someone and say look I'm sorry about that what I said or what I did 
I, uh, in hindsight, I would um, not have reacted or responded that way. Please forgive me. I think that actually shows a real sign of character and strength to be able to ask someone for forgiveness. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, one of uh, the biggest things for character development, too, is being able to look at yourself and seeing your own flaws, not in a like, woe is me kind of way, but in a, I'm going to make myself better and make the people around me happier and make myself happier by looking at the things that I can change. Mm -hmm. And so um, forgiveness, it's honestly, it's one of the most healing tools that I think personally, um, because throughout life, you know, people have hurt us, whether it's our parents and the friends that we grew up with, uh, spouses, ex-spouses, like our, even our children. So, um, and a lot of times we stuff that down inside and we don't address it, especially if it wasn't a big deal, but it builds up and all of a sudden one day, you know, you might find yourself full of resentment mm -hmm. towards everybody and having like a very short fuse. And so absolutely, I feel like forgiveness is a full attitude instead of actual like just like an act and so um it rids yourself of bitterness anger rage like it's just it's it's a tool it really is and it allows you to be kind and tender-hearted and it's it's honestly it's one of the biggest things that you can do is look inside yourself and Hey, where am I holding this resentment from? Like, who do I need to address any issues with? And sometimes you don't even need to address the issues with the person. It's just identifying them within yourself and letting it go and saying, it's okay, I'm moving forward and I'm not gonna hold on to that any longer mm -hmm. because it just, it's holding you down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's even, and I can't recall them, but you know, we talk about we're mind, spirit and, and, and soul. And so body, mind and, and spirit. And of course, if we're carrying around that resentment, my little dog's barking in the back, just ignore. He's agreeing. Um, he, and, and, and I think when we carry that around in our bodies, that can cause real issues that can even manifest itself into illness. And I think, you know, sometimes when we're talking about forgiveness, the, what an action or whatever, we're not talking about that, that that other person may have done to us, may have been absolutely wrong. But I think what we're saying to release that energetic, that, you know, energy that we're carrying around, we need to do that because otherwise that really is going to, to impact us. And there's so many verses in the Bible uh, that encourages us to really forgive just as others you know, forgive uh, us as, as well. So I, I love that, that you say it's not an act, it really is an attitude. And if we can have that one throughout our life, I think can certainly make for a much more peaceful existence for all. Let's talk about something else that can be often difficult to do, and that is to look at hardships and challenges and struggles as a benefit. Share more about this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, um, right now I'm realizing in my life that uh, at my attitude, keeping a good positive attitude every day and having healthy reactions towards people around me is something I struggle with. And so once I realized that, and once I dedicated myself to fixing it, it's been amazing. My life has changed. My relationship with my husband has gotten so much better. Mm -hmm. And I'm 
unfortunately or fortunately, I'm not sure, but my husband also struggles with an attitude problem. And, um, you know, usually we compliment each other. Like he's really great at like these things, like, uh, managing the finances and anything technology. Um, you know, and I'm more of the creative aspect and we usually compliment each other, but in this situation, we both really struggle with our attitude and, Every, I don't know how it is for you, but the fights always spark when one of us has an attitude. Mm -hmm. If we both are in a great mood to begin with, it there's no issue. But um, and like I explain in one of the stories in my book, um, my biggest trigger because um, it's super important to like know your identifying triggers for either an attitude or anger. And um, my biggest trigger is when my husband walks in the door. And I can see the attitude on his face because I'm like, oh, here we go. Here. <laughs> he doesn't even have to say anything. Sometimes yeah. men go, I just walked in the door. <laughs> With that well, look. Yeah. Like, you, like you said, like it, it shows on your body. And, you know, a body language is universal. Everybody will know. And unfortunately, the hard thing about an attitude is it's more than contagious. You know, it's it's like infectious it's like a disease and it spreads through our house like crazy and unfortunately i don't know if my eldest daughter i think she like genetically got the <laughs> the challenge but um or if she's just seen it and it's probably both but um she struggles with an attitude and so we've made it a family um focus to really talk about it as soon as it comes up and not to hide it because I mean we usually don't talk about our attitude it's just there mm -hmm. and so you know when when one of us falls or slips we talk about it and we say you know we apologize for what we did and we're gonna try and you know fix it next time but it's been a family family issue around here so yeah. but coming back to what you said um what was your original question? I yeah, so the, no, those hardships, and I think you've really um, provided some great foundations upon which that it leads into the next point that, that we have to recognise, you know, hardships can be our benefit, for our benefit. Oh, and you've benefit. just explained in the actual whole example that awareness is one of the key things because if we're not aware of something, then we can't look at, well, what can we change? Um, maybe from the beginning you just turn the other way so you don't have a look at what he looks like when he walks in the, in the door. For me, I use humour. Um, and, and here in Australia, we can you, we have quite a dry sense of humour. So we will, we will say something that completely uh, breaks the ice, so to speak. It changes state. And I know that if I can sense when my husband is in one of his moods, and I've got a little secret. I just start talking about camping or something like that, which I know that he loves. And, and you oh. know, and, and it depends obviously in, in what context it, it is. But I think, again, once you recognize what's going on, if you can try and diffuse it, I think it's so important rather than adding to, to that. And I think awareness is one of those key things. And you, you now are aware of it and now openly setting some boundaries and then communicating and I think often we don't do that we just react we respond and then no one really benefits from that at all particularly if it becomes you know a heated discussion where not much is being uh, said so 
And let's talk about maturity is even when prodded, the ability to control your emotions and speak with love because that can be really hard in the moment too if we don't yeah. kind of step back and think, okay, how am I going to respond? What's actually going to come out of my mouth and what are my mannerisms going to do as well, yes? Right, no, absolutely, absolutely. Right. And, you know, it was so interesting. You know, I grew up in the faith. I went to private schools my entire life. And, you know, you hear these Bible stories throughout your life. And it's so interesting that you can hear the same story and in a different part of your life, you you learn something different from it. And so um, one thing that I learned while writing this book is, you know, when Jesus was angry in the temple because the, uh, they were selling, um, what were they selling? They were trying to make a profit yeah. in the temple and he turned over the tables, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's so interesting. It's, it's like reacting with being upset and anger, it's not a sin. But what I found so interesting is, and this is what I focused in on and like tried to hit home in the devotional is it's okay to react, but then right away he turns around and he miraculously heals somebody mm -hmm. and acts with love. Mm -hmm. and on top of that, then, you know, he goes on, with his disciples and it's it doesn't dwell within him mm. it's like he got hurt he reacted and he let it go and so that's tried to i've tried to emulate that and tried to um, teach that is to react how jesus would um it's okay to feel things but let it go and then turn right around don't wallow in it you know and i think that's where a lot of people kind of get caught up that's where i used to get caught up is wallowing in you know so until hurt me and it looks frustrating and i don't deserve to be treated like that and it can go on and on at some i know some people it just lasts days for some people that i know and um mm -hmm. it's so unhealthy for you your well-being the people around you not only the people in your home but it's everyone else that you are interacting with it's your community it's you know if you're feeling like that inside um you bring that to the grocery store you bring that to where you're working and so it's like i said it's super infectious when you have a good attitude or a bad attitude and yeah. so yeah. You know, it's interesting because I, I cannot be in a grumpy mood for very long because my husband will just stand there with this stupid grin on his face, you know, and laughter and I just can't help, you know, so I'll often have to, to hide. But I, I love the way that you've reminded us how we respond in that way. And often we can, when we look at how someone responded from even their perspective, like he might have come in the, the, the door from work, you don't know what sort of day he's had. So if he was sh a little bit short or even had that look on his face saying something like you know might say oh you're not your normal chirpy self how are you what what's going on now if you open up with that or or just some way to to allow the communication to flow he may then or she may then say oh i've just had the worst day or just this phone call and then we can go from there well let me make you a cup of coffee rather than saying well you're grumpy again and rah rah the how we respond is, is so important. I read somewhere, somewhere, something somewhere where someone had commented 
on a blog post, even I think it was on Facebook, and there was a comment from someone that she knew quite well, wasn't a relative, but someone she knew quite well. It was really quite, you know, the comment was quite, um, quite harsh. So she responded by saying, oh, so his name was Bob. Bob, this is not normally your chirpy self. And he was then through that able to say, well, actually that hit a nerve. And, and from there, the conversation was able to unravel that what she'd spoken about was really hit true for him because of things that have happened. Now, she could have responded by blocking him or retaliating. And I think when everything that you've said today, when we understand it from the perspective, when we don't react in a way that we feel hurt, but rather from a place of, oh, what's going on? then that will add to the relationship, the conversation, and everyone then can, can feel that they're being heard and responded to in a, in a loving way rather than a reactive, judgmental way. But above all, I think for us, and especially as Christians, is self-control. You know, sometimes you've just got to bite your tongue and say, we need to come back to this in a moment. Give me some breathing space first. Let me have a cup of coffee. I mean, how often as um, little ones, when you have little ones, they want to rush to the door to dad. And, you know, he just wants to let, let dad sit down, let him have a cup of coffee. Then we can pile on uh, what's been going on the day. But when you think about self-control, what are some of the things that uh, you now do and maybe even have put into uh, your Bible study to help us? to become more aware of our, our responses. No, absolutely. And I, I truly feel that self-control, like you said, it's, it is really the ultimate answer to controlling mm -hmm. any sort of attitude. Um, because, and it, like in the Bible, it just, it's always talking about self-control. It's a gift from the spirit and truly like starting a morning with prayer, asking mm -hmm. for, self-control has helped. It has immensely helped me. And I know it's helped others. Um, we just really need to focus on it and ask for it. And in the heated moment, it's just imperative to take a step back and think about what's happening before reacting and trying to put the other person first, instead of seeing, you know, a look on somebody's face and just go ahead and reacting. It's, hmm, what's going on with them how can I help them and putting your needs mm. aside because even though you know that mood or that look on that face isn't what you were hoping it would be you know it's putting somebody else first and so um I truly have been helped just through morning prayer mm. always keeping uh like I I used to wear these um when I first started this, I used to wear bracelets, like the, the crystal beads, yeah. uh, just some sort of reminder of my dedication to um, not reacting poorly mm -hmm. and not having a bad attitude. So, um, you know, whatever, some people put up, you know, notes on their fridge or whatever it may be, but it's always just, it's the focus, you know, it's what you care about. It's that's what you focus on and that's what you think about. That's what you research. That's what you pray about. And so it's, you kind of have to decide, is it something that is an issue in your life? And is it something that you're ready and willing to change about? Yeah, so important. And as you've got young children, as you start to notice that you do take a breather or some of the comments 
that you say your children pick up on that, don't they? Because uh, like we'll often try and educate them and, and empower them, but it's also our actions that will often speak louder than words. And I think, you know, through modelling that as parents and even to our spouses, if we want them to react a certain way or adopt a different approach so that any communications or situation can um, be shared and spoken about in love with the best of the intentions at heart and biblical, you know, biblical principles in, in the way we relate to one another, then sometimes being that change um, is enough to encourage them uh, to... Because I tell you what, there's nothing, I think anyway, if, if we react to something and our spouse says, oh, honey, I'm, I'm sorry, um, you know, something going on, have, have a seat or whatever it is, that instantly for me diffuses, oh, actually, yeah, I am. Well, thank you for that. And anything that was building up, I find, can really release the pressure. Do you find that too, how someone reacts to you? That if you are a little bit short, if they came back with something that was caring and positive, and hang on a minute, that's not normally like your chirpy self, you immediately stop and it stops that, that state, if you will, of, of you know potential stress and stuff immediately. Do you find that as well? No, oh, 100%. And that's, that's what I was saying earlier with, my husband and I, and yeah. unfortunately, you know, it's kind of like quick reactions normally yeah. for us inherently. And so when, like you said, it just takes one person to make that change yeah. and to step back and stop and not go down that road, you yeah. know, put the other person first, put the relationship first. And, you know, it's amazing when, when you make the motivation to change about pleasing God and to put the focus on Jesus and saying, I'm going to praise you through changing my actions and being a more Christ-like person, mm -hmm. then I feel like that's when things stick. And that's mm -hmm. what um, I feel like, the, you know, when I wrote about attitude just on my blog, that's what was like lacking is because no change is going to stick without God. Mm. No change is going to stick because what happens if like your spouse is your motivator for change? They could, you know, they could come home and do something awful to you. And then where does your motivation go? Mm. Yes, you're married, but sometimes when you're being hurt by somebody like that, it just, you know, you forget that. And yes. so, when you make your motivation to change um, through praising God and God has called us to, you know, be humble, be patient with each other, love one another. So when you make that the motivator for change, it's very helpful. Yeah. You know, as you were speaking and, and sharing that, you know, sometimes the people that are closest to us, we don't realize that our, and maybe because we are so comfortable, you know, sometimes we have filters and, and what we allow out or externally or what we say with people that we don't have that relationship with. And yet I think our spouses, we should be just as careful because they're the people really that we love and, and want to spend the rest of our life with, whether it's our spouses or, or our children. And one instant you can say something and as soon as it's out of your mouth, you think, oh, you know, and, and again, you really, um, when you take that step back and start to make those those uh, changes, and as you say, you know, that of uh, self-control is a gift of the spirit, and when we start to recognize that, and we share with people in a moment how they can get access to uh, your 21-day overhaul devotion, 
then we can certainly see a significant difference. I know that I can in, in my uh, life as well because I could tend to, to be, you know, come, come back with those smart comments, which actual fact, they may have been smart at the time, but certainly was said to... Um, yeah, to, to, to get a reaction from the other person and I tell you what, that's not really very helpful and uh, and so I, I am glad that I am a bit more self-control even if it's just a, let's talk about this later, let's breathe. All right, so I love this conversation, Jess, and I think it, it's so important in our, in our business relationships, in our personal relationships, even with our relationships with ourselves. How do we react? How do we respond? What are our triggers? so that we can ensure that that doesn't happen to us. What's the best way for people to find out more, access your blog, and of course, get access to the Attitude Antidote? What are the best ways for them to do that? Um, the Attitude Antidote is available on Amazon. Um, it comes in paperback and on Kindle. Um, and my blog is, uh, I wouldn't say neglected, but it's, <laughs> more of like a creative outlet and like I said it it got put on hold when I wrote the book but I do I'm starting to get into it a little bit more you know um but it's at inwealthandhealth.com fantastic and of course you're a mom and you've got two little ones so uh you know oh, and so hard, yeah, right? exactly. I'm so impressed with moms who work from home because mm. I'm like I got to do it when they're in bed because I don't know. <laughs> I tell you what, you realize that one of the biggest resources like sleep, just give me five minutes, five minutes of peace. <laughs> we realize, uh, you know, I often will joke that when I was before children, I think I was more of a, an extrovert. Now I'm an extrovert, uh, extroverted introvert. I need my time on my own. And that was because oh. with three very independent, loud uh, children who uh, I have to say they do take after their parents it could get some pretty you know loud uh, not heated but um, passionate discussions and I tell you what uh, your resource certainly would have come in handy when I was a, a lot younger but thankfully the Holy Spirit has done a lot of work uh, in my life and it's an ongoing thing I think for all of us depending on circumstances and situations one of the things I'm doing Jessa for all of my uh, guests is just to end the show with a word of prayer may I do that uh, today too as we finish up the show Fantastic. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for an opportunity to speak with Jester today and realize just how important our attitudes are to those around us, whether we're in business, to our spouses, and of course our children. And we're reminded that how we react, how we set up our day uh, is just so very important. And may we continue to turn uh, in prayer, continue to turn to the Bible uh, as, as our greatest role model on how to react and respond. So we just want to uphold Jessa and her family, her children and her husband in our prayers. Will you continue to bless them? Will you continue to bless uh, the work that she's doing in this space and helping others who are mums and, and juggling work and, and life and, and spouses too, that they can continue to uh, respond and react in a way that shows compassion and love. And Father, we just want to ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. So, you know, I, what I love about this is, you know, sometimes um, we, we speak with real transparency into a conversation that we all relate to because we all go through that. Yet through that, you know, honesty and, and, and sharing of that can be the hope and possibility and the strategies and steps to be able to help other people uh, build 
you know, solid relationships with their spouse, with their business partners, all of that. Um, and uh, look, thank you for, for, for planting that uh, flag in the sand and, and being that for others. So thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really had a fun time. So thank you. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.